Welcome back to another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and on this episode, we'll be talking with FinCom. I recently had the chance to catch up with Greg Otto. He is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for FinCom. He has an extensive background and experience in advancing aircraft connectivity, including 19 years he spent in a role as an antenna design mechanical engineer with Raytheon. He's now been with ThinCom since 2004. In 2022, it's been a busy year for ThinCom, as a lot of our audience is probably already aware, including one of their biggest announcements that came through the selection of their Kaban antenna technology by Safran for the new Airbus Airspace Link HBC line fit connectivity system that occurred during the Aircraft Interiors event in Hamburg, Germany earlier this year. Greg discusses some of the details around that selection. He also explains how their technology has become one of the most used antennas for commercial airliners and discusses some in-flight connectivity market trends, including the emergence of some next-generation satellite and 5G networks. So let's get into our discussion with Greg Otto, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at ThinCom. So, Greg, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career? How did you become the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at FinCom? Well, thanks uh, for the introduction, uh, Woodrow, and and thanks for having me on the show. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and still a Browns fan, I might add, and studied mechanical engineering at Purdue University. I literally drove to Los Angeles the day after I graduated and landed my first job at Hughes Aircraft Company, where I First cut my teeth on active electronically scanned antennas used for fire control radar and fighter jets. So uh, a few of my uh, colleagues, however, left in in 2000 to start ThinCom Solutions, including our current CTO, Bill Milroy. They left to commercialize uh, unique phase rate technology that that he had invented. Uh, And in 2003 timeframe, ThinCom landed a large Air Force contract and called me uh, up to help the business grow. So I was the seventh employee here at uh, ThinCom and uh, and had the opportunity to wear a number of hats over the years. And I quickly gravitate, gravitated into the business development area and have really enjoyed exploring new applications and markets where our technology provides a significant value. I see. It's always interesting to learn how you know people got into this uh, different spaces within the aviation industry. And, you know, ThinCom is a really big player in terms of SATCOM antennas for aviation. You know, our audience is certainly well-versed and and very familiar with ThinCom. Can you tell us a little bit more about the technology you provide in terms of, uh, you know, enabling in-flight connectivity through SATCOM antennas? And why has it become a favorite within the aviation sector? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good questions here. So it all comes back to the technology bill and the team invented and uh, commercialized at ThinCom, which is our patented VIX uh, technology, V-I-C-T-S. It's uh, the technology is based on a parallel plate waveguide theory that uh, is extremely low low loss. In fact, it's much lower loss than waveguide. And it also supports unusually wide bandwidth, maybe three and a half gigahertz of bandwidth operation. So these advantages allow us to squeeze two to five times more data out of the satellite pipe relative to our competitors, which provides a great cost benefit to our IFC partners. Uh, There's there's certainly a lot of buzz in the industry these days about electronically scanned antennas or ESAs, as many of them are raising capital to complete development and certification. 
The VIX solution is not an ESA, but uh, rather a mechanical phased array. Uh, we, we think our technology offers some key advantages and our customers seem to agree. So let me explain how the VIX works. So you can think of it as a kind of a lazy Susan. Uh, so by rotating the aperture in feed platters together or differentially, we can actually steer the antenna beam in elevation all the way from broadside, which is looking straight up down to the horizon and also continuously, of course, in, in azimuth. A third rotating platter selects the polarization. And while there are moving parts, the VIX system uses a non-contacting drive system. So there, there are no belts, no gears, and no pulleys. And uh, this is a key feature to achieve our high reliability. In fact, the VIX antennas of the highest proven reliability in the market, the, they have measured MTVF, which stands for mean time between failure, uh, well in excess of 100,000 hours, which is based on over 30 million hours of operation. So the airlines are really, they really appreciate that level of reliability and uh, they don't, they don't want to deal with a customer, of course, that complains if Wi-Fi is expected on board, but it's out of service. So we've been flying in the commercial aviation market since 2015. We've had a lot of time to test and validate the performance of our systems across hundreds of satellite networks and uh, different aircraft types, different integrators. So for a phased array, our perform performance at high latitudes, as an example, is, is second to none. So our KU3030 product, which uh, Intelsat uh, or GoGo branded as 2KU, uh, routinely closes links uh, well above uh, or well below 10 degree in, in elevation. And this is particularly important on transoceanic uh, routes to make sure that passengers are connected you know, through the flight and, and near the Arctic Circle. We also have uh, two to eight times higher spectral efficiency, uh, you know, relative to existing solutions in the market today for routes that are closer to the equator as our beam shape of our VIX antenna is circular in nature and the antenna uh, gain is actually at its, its peak. So without, if you don't have a circular beam shape, the antenna would need to decrease its power or spread over a much wider allocated channel bandwidth to meet regulatory requirements. This particular option is economically not viable, so many services are literally shut off within 10 or 20 degrees from the equator. Uh, the rapid beam agility of the VIX is also you know, important to, to be able to quickly switch between setting and rising satellites, particularly on LEO satellites that switch every few minutes. And to us, this, is, this future proofs the antenna solution. We're, you know, successfully, we've successfully tested our system with a number of GSO and NGSO networks. And choosing our techn technology means that uh, the airlines don't need a technology refresh in three to five years. So it avoids a very disruptive and, and costly overhaul. And, and then there's the power. I, I got to chime here on the power and the heat consideration. Our, our VIX solution is, is similar in characteristics to the traditional mechanical antennas offered with respect to low prime power and thermal dissipation. And this is a really big deal with the planes so that particularly on the uh, online on the ground to enable what they call gate to gate operations. Our VIX antenna only dissipates about 75 watts under the radome. So we can continuously operate in areas like Dubai with high ambient temperature and, and full solar loading. ESAs are promoted as uh, being high reliable uh, because they have no moving parts. But of course, the ESAs require a ton of power and, uh, and generate a lot of heat. So heat, uh, high temperatures is a leading cause of uh, electronic equipment failure. So 
that's something where we think our customers are really benefiting from our VIX platform. And you mentioned your customers there. And, you know, as I mentioned, our audience is, is very familiar with FinCom. But who are some of your major customers within commercial aviation? Yeah, I'd have to say first and foremost, uh, we'd have to highlight Intelsat, uh, who embraced our technology back in 2013. At the time, uh, we were a pretty small company and our technology was not proven in the IFC market. We had done a, a number of uh, military uh, programs, but that particular program really changed what was possible. And, and we were the first team to enable a streaming IFC experience with a high efficiency phased array antenna system. Even today, uh, the 2K solution, which uh, like I said, is operated by Intelsat is still acknowledged as being the most efficient, most capable system available on the market today. Some of our other key customers that have adopted our KA band uh, variant, uh, which we call our KA 2517, is Talus, uh, who recently outfitted a good portion of the Spirit airline fleet. And Marsat, who has type certified our KA 2517 on their next generation GX Plus network, and is seeing a nice, uh, strong adoption with Airbus LineFit right now. And Safran, who was selected as the KA 2517 uh, our K2517 for the uh, Airbus HVC Plus line fit and retrofit programs. We've also had a large number of uh, aeronautical and antennas flying on, on military special mission operate, operations around the world. So uh, as an example there, our, our K2517 has been flying on uh, the U.S. Uh, Air Force command post terminal. It's called the E4B since 2018. And this is an important credential or endorsement of our VIX technology it was, as it was competitively chosen over many other military ESA solutions where cost was no object. The mission requires very high resiliency, including harsh electromagnetic inter interference requirements, which our technology handles very effectively. I see. And, you know, one of the biggest uh, events that occurs re regarding in-flight connectivity within the aviation industry is, of course, the Aircraft Interiors Expo. And that occurred back in June. And Dencom had quite some, you know, some really big announcements that happened there. I think it'd be good to go back over some of those. Can you talk about some of the big announcements you had back at Aircraft Interiors Expo? Certainly. Yeah, I, I think our, our KA-1717 was certainly made a big splash. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't sell directly to the airlines, but we do engage with them to brief them on our technology and our value proposition. We also want to learn firsthand what existing and new challenges that uh, they're experiencing. So, you know, going all the way back to 2019, prior to the pandemic, the U.S. domestic mainline carriers were expressing their interest in outfitting their regional fleets with a solution that provides a common IFC experience with their mainline fleet, uh, but it just couldn't be addressed with the uh, air-to-ground cellular systems. And there also wasn't a SATCOM solution on the market that was viable as well. So some of the challenges the airlines were faced with on their smaller ERJ and CRJ platforms were, were weight, where they were demanding a 30 to 40% reduction they also wanted a small form factor, low drag radome that's compatible with these smaller fuselage tube diameters. And uh, preservation of the cabin space was also super important as there's no room uh, for the traditional CANDU, which is the antenna controller, and the Kerfu, which is a solid state power amplifier inside the cabin. The cabin was literally 
shrink wrapped on the inside and there wasn't any uh, headliner space. So, you know, the business case, as you can imagine, is much harder to close uh, with, with the airlines as, as these flights are shorter and the passenger count is about a half. Uh, therefore, you know, a very efficient, cost-effective antenna terminal is key to support a high service level agreement without killing the bank. Thincom uh, took this challenge uh, to heart and we started uh, working on solutions. And earlier this year, we unveiled our new K1717 in partnership with Carlisle, uh, who is providing the adapter plate, the radome fairing and installation kit. We made this announcement uh, prior to AIX. Uh, we, we've met the challenges presented by the airlines. Uh, we're able to integrate the, the can-do functionality into our antenna and we move the curfew in, inside of the radome. And, uh, but, you know, doing this is not only preserve the cabin space, but reduce the overall system cost, weight and power. And so we're able to reduce the, the, the system weight to about 150 pounds, which is significantly less than our commercial uh, KA2517 system. Another benefit of our technology is, the, of course, the compatibility with the, the advent of the Leo, Mio, Heo, and Geo networks, all working uh, interoperability between all of them. And most people don't talk about, you know, regulatory compliance, uh, but we're, we're super proud that our technology is fully compliant with all the very stringent requirements. They're becoming actually more and more important as the 5G and NGSO networks are roll out. And just to mention one kind of specific example, there's uh, one that was came out at the uh, World Radio Conference. Uh, it's called the WRC19 uh, ruling on the 5G protection. And, and it states that ground and aerosatcom terminals must not interfere with 5G terrestrial networks as they, they have priority and share the same uh, spectrum. So this has a huge implication as the IFC systems flying today have had to uh, mute operation within you know, 200 nautical, nautical miles of Korea. Uh, and many more countries plan to adopt the spectrum for 5G. So ad adoption, uh, admittedly adoption on the SATCOM solution for regional jets is not 100% certain, but we feel that it is uh, very binary. So that meaning if, if one carrier decides to go, they're all gonna go. The, U the U.S. market alone is, is not small. It's certainly, it's somewhere in excess of 1,200 aircraft. And, uh, and the air aircraft, they like, they, the airlines like to outfit their fleets very quickly. And so we're moving aggressively to be in position to support this, uh, very, these very high installation rates uh, here at the end of next year and early in 2024. And, you know, Greg, speaking of those installation rates and just, you know, the overall way that airlines purchase connectivity, there was also, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, about the Saffron uh, Airbus selection of your equipment for their uh, HP, HBC offering. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that was a really unique um, sort of announcement from Airbus to make as an, as an airframer. Yeah, this, this was a key strategic partnership for ThinCom that was, like I said, announced this past uh, June at AIX in Hamburg. Uh, Airbus announced the HBC Plus LineFit program as a supplier furnished catalog option for IFC across its you know, commercial aircraft program, so all their, their entire fleets. And they selected Safran Passenger Innovations as the terminal provider and hardware integrator in ThinCom's KA2517 uh, antenna. So I think it's interesting to note that uh, Airbus has driven this program to minimize the supply chain 
and logistics costs, but they've assured the airlines that they will be able to connect with a choice of uh, managed service providers. This flexibility allows the airlines to, to compete the various service providers or, or actually change providers at some point in time without uh, swapping the hardware solution. We see this as uh, being very attractive to the airlines and early signs are showing high demand and, and actually awards uh, for this flexible offering. Need, needless to say, uh, yeah, we're absolutely thrilled to be part of this partnership. Right. And so, you know, we, you talked a little bit about the aviation industry and what you're involved in as far as, you know, both commercial and military sectors. But there's other sectors that ThinCom is involved in as well. What are some of the other sectors that ThinCom is active in, Greg? Yeah, the, you know, the same factors that make our technology attractive for the aero sector are what make it attractive in many other markets and applications. So, for example, for the ground mobile SATCOM market, our ThinSat 300 KU band product has been on the market for over a decade, uh, serving surveillance, homeland security, broadcast, uh, disaster recovery. We're now bringing our next generation KA band product, we call the ThinSat KA 500, to market next year, and it incorporates our latest uh, VIX technology enhancements, and including the ability to operate in the, the new multi-constellation environment. We're also qualifying our antenna technology for satellite payloads to address the proliferation of thousands of new LEO satellites that require inter-satellite crosslinks, as well as user ground beams. And once again, our compact, highly efficient, and lightweight advantages are key to enabling this market. One of the areas uh, I'm probably most excited about, um, you know, which we're pursuing aggressively on, on IR&D, is, is for large ground station antennas. So we were honored at the, as the winner of the VIA Satellite 2019 Satellite Technology of the Year Award for our multi-beam array of arrays uh, concept for land-based gateways to communicate with current and next generation LEO and MEO satellite constellations. So ESAs have been considered for these applications for decades, but our VIX uh, efficiency, the affordability, low prime power and scalability has led to a recent government contract win and interest from many of the notable commercial companies. Uh, it's very strong. So we're, you know, we're primarily focused on the earth observation market, uh, but also on multi-mission SATCOM applications to support the next generation government and commercial LEO constellations. And you mentioned gateways there, Greg. Now, those are the giant dishes you see in rows on the ground, and they point up at the sky, right? Uh, can you explain a little bit more about, you know, that concept of gateways, how those work, and, and how's ThinCom solving that, that issue? Exactly. So, yeah, so the legacy parabolic dish antennas have been a staple for the last 60 years. Parabolic solutions were great for tracking a single geosynchronous satellite that's stationary in the sky. But now these LEO and MEO satellites are moving at 17,000 miles an hour across the sky. And the number of satellites has increased exponentially. So the parabolic antennas can only track a single target. They're expensive in, 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 to install and to maintain and aren't economically scalable to serve multiple simultaneous tracks as it would require a very large farm uh, of antennas. And, you know, um, so we learned a little bit about ThinCom here. Um, a lot of exciting things around in-flight connectivity have been happening in the market this year, Greg. Uh, you know, some exciting new players, obviously Starlink entering the market. Um, 
from your view, from Thincom's view, what's the most exciting thing happening right now in the market as it pertains to in-flight connectivity? Well, we're obviously chasing the regional jet uh, opportunities hard right now and, and think we offer a compelling you know, value proposition. We're also excited about gateways, uh, commercial and special mission aero, military ground mobile, and uh, high power microwave applications for electronic warfare. The common move market requirements are, are trending towards you know, multi-beam, K-U-N-K-A, uh, or multi-band, I should say, multi-beam, so you can have uh, make before break operate, operation, uh, multi-constellation interoperability, which uh, would provide uh, this network resiliency, and large channel bandwidths to support virtual modems and protective waveforms, including PTS and DSSS. So we continue to invest heavily in IRD to develop these uh, capabilities. And if you look out over the next six to 12 months or so, what's next for FinCom? So yeah, there, there's a huge untapped opportunity in the higher frequency bands. They, they really promise to unlock a significant amount of additional capacity that's going to meet this insatiable uh, user demand. You know, and we're well prepared and positioned for this as our technology scales very well in frequency. And we've actually already developed uh, various products ranging all the way from C-band up to W-band. On, on the gateway side, we imagine you know, these traditional rural teleports you know, will be augmented in the future with more suburban or even urban locations, including rooftop installations, where the low profile, reduced volume and visual uh, signature benefits of our phased array based approach will be highly valued. We, we actually recently joined the Diffie Space Industry Consortium, which we think is an important opportunity to participate and shape uh, the digital transformation of space and satellites using an open digital standard. Other than that, uh, you know, we're gonna continue to focus on executing and, and responding to the uh, market demands. Well, Greg, it was great learning more about ThinCom, and I'm sure our listeners got a lot smarter from that conversation. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, and hopefully we can catch up with you in the future. Yeah, absolutely a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Woodrow. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast on the Apple iOS Podcast app or any smartphone or tablet podcasting application. Feel free to rank and comment on our podcast as well to let us know how we can improve. It also helps others find the podcast. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. <laughs>